Hello world, it's time to cue the coach. The world we are living in today has been spiraling out of control for decades in such a way that we are all losing our minds, risking our health daily, and choking on the ashes of a dying paradigm. You don't want to continue living in fear or in conformity to someone else's version of reality, do you? I know I'm done, and I've been done for quite some time now. Wellness needs an advocate. Holistic health, that is. It's time that we rise to the challenge of creating a brand new world with the fiery passion of a phoenix rising from the ashes. What beautiful essence do you possess that this world desperately needs? On this podcast, that is what we are here to find out. Together, let's unlock the pure potential from within. And as Gandhi said, let's be the change we wish to see in this world. And here we go. Episode 43, Mystic Reflections. Good morning, beautiful souls. Welcome to another episode of Cue the Coach. I am your host, Michael Malik, and I hope today finds you well whenever and wherever you are. So I'd like to start off today's episode, as always, with an essential oil I use on a regular basis that's pertinent to today's topic, clarity. Clarity essential oil blend combines basil, cardamom, rosemary, peppermint, coriander, geranium, bergamot, lemon, langlang, jasmine, roman chamomile, and palmarosa essential oils together. That's a lot of stuff, but it is all put together to help generate a focused environment to help clear the mind of unnecessary distractions and encourage concentration. This comes directly from Young Living's website, and I do agree with these things actually being present in my life when I use this. So a couple of the oils, just to give you an example, it says that cardamom has a refreshing, invigorating aroma. Geranium has an uplifting aroma. Peppermint, traditionally known to increase mental accuracy. Rosemary is traditionally known to amplify mental ability and boost alertness. So then the other oils have so many awesome benefits as well. So look them all up for each one of those essential oil components that are in this blend to see if this is a great blend for you as well. Together, this entire combo smells great, and it definitely helps me to focus and to remain intentional whenever I've used it. I personally drop five drops of it in a in this of this blend in a diffuser on their on its own. If I have to, you know, if I have several things on my mind and I need to really sit like today and focus on one specific thing I need to get done, which in this case is my podcast this morning, so I have it going in the background right now. And uh, it gets the job done more easily, for sure, for me, whenever I do. So, okay, speaking of that clarity, let's get to today's topic, mystical reflections or mystic reflections. So what is a mystic, anyway? A mystic, by dictionary definition, is a person who seeks by contemplation and self-surrender to obtain unity with or absorption into the deity or the absolute, 
or who believes in the spiritual apprehension of truths that are beyond the intellect. Now, even Oprah has done a big special on this. There's actually one of the very first uh, articles. If you just type into Google, what are what is a mystic, you'll see something that Oprah had put together um, or that one of her journalists, anyway, had put together about uh, an episode where she covered something about this on her channel. So, I mean, there's been many, many definitions given over time as to what a mystic is, however, um, and they all have some commonality, though. Now, from what I've learned over time and on what piques my interest daily, I believe that I do have mystical experiences myself on a regular basis, yet I do believe that all of us are capable of this. You know, it's kind of like, you know, G Jesus had said, you know, all of these things that I can do, you can do, and more, right? And when thine eye becomes single, you and the Father are one, or you enter the kingdom of heaven, things of that sort. And I'm paraphrasing this, but I'm, I'm speaking about the ultimate truths, the things that were probably the most important that he taught, um, is, is that all of us have the capability to listen for an inner guidance and for a very, very clear, keen perspective on truth and ultimate reality. But most of us aren't interested in it, right? So that's what we're gonna talk about today. We're gonna talk a little bit about the lack of interest and why, and I'm going to share with you some of the deep insights that I'm connected with right now just as, as I look and stare deeply into the direct nature of, of the reality that we're living in, because that really lights me up. So for some reason, most of the world doesn't seem to share this innate desire to discover the knowledge of the mystics or to engage in deep contemplation of the inner workings of the world beyond the physical and beyond the immediacy of either fight, flight, or freeze, or the pursuit of pleasure. It seems that that is the two things that drive us. Either we're, we're, we're in this fighting where we want to judge everything around us and, and you know, pit our defects against other people's and say that I'm not as bad as this or this is so terrible and I don't have to look at myself because this is so terrible, right? Or we're, we're running from something about, you know, that we're dealing with emotionally or we're, we're frozen. We're just like staring at the news every night in, in paranoia and fear and just like, oh my God, I, that this world is just not getting any better. This is terrible. And you just sit there frozen and just live in that heart attack mode, right? Where you're just like, oh my God, this is, this is all falling apart. And just, just watching, being an observer of it and not doing anything, just freezing. Or, or we're constantly in pursuit of pleasure and we just want to ignore all of these things that are going on on the sidelines if it doesn't contribute to our pleasure and then we're just constantly pleasure seeking all the time. Not actually experiencing true joy and gratitude necessarily, but just constantly in the mood for I need that very next thing that's gonna bring me pleasure outside of myself. So perhaps this is what sets the mystics apart from the average human being. A mystic has a innate desire to seek understanding of the meaning of life, the patterns of existence, and the possible outcomes of our collective actions as a whole. Taking a look at how the, how the whole world is, is being, is, is in existence, and, and where it's going, and where it has been, and being able to uncover and see patterns easily because that is the focus. 
This desire seems to the mystic far more important than pleasures of the flesh or stimulations of the mind for entertainment. Now, I'm not saying that, that people that engage in deep contemplation like this don't enjoy sex and don't enjoy pleasure and don't enjoy stimulation or entertainment. Of course they do. I certainly do. You know, we, we all do. But mystics have a deep desire to, to know these fundamental truths above all of that. It's more important to them than anything else. And not everybody shares that. I, I, I notice when I try and, you know, bring up these deep conversations with a lot of people, a lot of people, you know, will, will get wrapped up in some dogma about something, you know, like, and I don't mean dogma of just religion. Dogma just means a, a, a set guiding state of, you know, set of principles. So whether they believe their doctor or they believe the news media or they believe in just their own life experiences. Sometimes people are just very short-sighted and only want to see that dogmatic understanding that they're used to. They don't want to look deeply beyond the obvious. So intellectually and emotionally, though, we should all be capable of this deep reflection and contemplation. We all have the same genetic biology on the whole that should allow for such things, yet it's never popular. Right? It's never the type of knowledge a mystic acquires that seems to breed wealth or success in a modern world. In fact, most often when a mystic is in fact deeply influential, in times past, she's been burned at the stake, stoned in the courts, or he has been crucified and stabbed in the side, left to die, bleeding on the cross. Right? Those are the mystics that are willing to die for their cause, that are willing to be martyrs for their cause, that are willing to speak the truth regardless of persecution. And I, I don't know that I'm quite as courageous as some of them, but I definitely am willing to put out this podcast and never keep my thoughts to myself. Um, so who knows, you know? Um, so yes, we've all heard the most famous stories of mystics who have been feared and have died to uphold their causes. Yet, I still can't help but wonder how many mystics are out there today that are keeping the knowledge of the truth close to the chest, fearing judgment if they speak of what they know, or just waiting for a whole bunch of us to die before the truth can be revealed or before they feel like it's time for them to speak up. So today's podcast is about inspiring you, if you are such a mystic, to step up, to speak out, and to guide humanity with what it needs most if you are such an individual. We need to hear the truth, to acknowledge it, and to move together in unity to drive the message home to those who, as far as I can observe, need to follow someone to feel that they are living correctly. Some of us are born leaders and some of us are born followers, honestly. And that's okay but we need to be led correctly if we're going to be following somebody. Too many in this world have turned their blind faith over to the news media and the governments of the world for answers on how to live, and it's quite clear that these things are leading many of us off the cliff like dodo birds off of the cliff in the original Ice Age movie. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, but you know the point is, is if you... You know, it's kind of, I kind of remember as a kid being told, well, if your friend jumps off the bridge, are you going to, too? Right? So many of us are so highly influenced rather than being influential. And we just blindly follow because, you know, well, is there hundreds of people that are doing this? Okay. You know, we've been so caught up in statistics. Like, oh, well, 
you know, only one out of every 10 addicts in recovery, you know, actually recover. So the odds are so slim. Why should I try? Right. But on the same token, oh, well, you know, if, if you're being told that a mortality rate for a disease that nine people out of 10 people that get a disease die, then you're going to be terrified, right? And look at the statistics and, and things all over the place about these vaccines, about these new strains of, of COVID and all of this stuff. I mean, look at it, you know, how obsessed and crazy are we in, in looking to the media and the doctors to just provide us with answers that are finally going to get us through this, right? But that's short-sighted. We're not looking at the big picture. We're looking for the next thing to be squashed so that we can have the next thing to be terrified of and the next thing to be terrified of and the next thing to be terrified of. We cannot afford to be stuck in blind faith to things that are no longer serving us. We can't be like the dodo birds falling off the cliff. We can be, but so many more of us are going to die first before we wake up to a different reality. Unfortunately, that is just the truth. It is not a judgment. It is an absolute truth. So while I'd love to believe that all of us are capable of tuning into mystical experiences, it's quite evident in daily life that most of us do not want to do so. Most of us desire to be happy as often as possible and to be able to get through the day wealthy and distracted, hopefully living a long, enjoyable life. Anything that threatens that, we judge, get angry at, or ignore intentionally. Now that about sums up most of humanity's experience, wouldn't you agree? Unfortunately. Right? There's only a small percentage of the population that will excel in one area or the other by focusing on true holistic health and that will turn to divine inspiration in one form or another long enough to live a well-lived life beyond the ordinary. Why do you think that such a small part of the population is highly successful, whether it be financially or physically or spiritually. Even fewer of these people use this ability to excel for the greater good of humanity as a whole. They might be very good at individualized expression of consciously using this knowledge for themselves, but either they don't have the faith in humanity to listen to what they have to say, or humanity just doesn't hear it when they do speak it, or they keep it to themselves. For example, many of the world's most talented athletes will go as far as being Olympic gold medalists in a specific sport, getting paid billions to entertain us all, and they look like they're in dynamite shape, right? They're in dynamite shape, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, everything that they need to be able to drive the perfect results. Yet no one in their lives is getting inspired to band together with this person and promote excellent health and discipline to others outside of being a great athlete, right? Anybody that's like at home listening to it or watching it is, is amazed and might be inspired to become that athlete. But are they really hearing the whole picture of this athlete's life, right? If they do, the media pays no attention to it unless it'll make someone somewhere big money. So you can be sure that this athlete had to embrace some deep mystical experiences to be able to reach this level of success. 
yet they may not even be aware of this inspiration as coming from beyond the self. If they do, I haven't caught any of them on camera telling the world about it, honestly. Not, it's very, very, very rarely. It's because that kind of news doesn't sell. Or is it because even the athletes themselves know they can't convince the world of these principles? Would anyone care if they did try? Yet as children, as we stare at the television screen and see these athletes performing what seems like impossible feats, our eyes might get wide and dilate, our heart rate increases, and the rest of the world seems to disappear watching that athlete. And for some of, that's for some of us anyway, right? Now, a child can see this, be inspired by it, and then everything in the world seems to pale in comparison to being this for themselves. And this child can become laser-focused on wanting to live up to the success of their role model with these dreams of surpassing them one day, right? And they might even spend their entire life training to be exactly that. Now, none of us can be successful at everything in the world, or there would only need to be one single person. But of course, we are inspired through our own unique life experiences to live and stand for one thing or another. And there's nothing wrong with this at all. Yet for humanity as a whole to evolve and continue, we also need the mystics. And humanity needs to be willing to listen to their messages because this is their passion. And many of them are quite good at seeing what we need to hear might not always be what we want to hear, but these are things that we need to hear. It's one thing to have people who are successful at business, successful at entertaining us, and successful at leading us to remain as functional members of society. But we also need those of us who can see clearly where humanity may reach its demise or where humanity may evolve. You know, these people need to be speaking up and to be heard as well and it needs to be part of the narrative of today's world in a deep, deep way. So it's their turn, once again, to pick up the microphone, to take to the streets, and to speak up loudly. You know, I mean, this is as important as it was when, you know, the Ten Commandments were delivered to Moses, right? Or, you know, there was all of these deep, deep spiritual lessons to be taught from these ancient mystics right? Their, their wisdom, a lot of their wisdom is timeless and absolutely appropriate today. But we're still lost in a lot of ways. We need to be able to see the divine, to see the reality beneath the mundane and even beyond our creative individual expressions. Now, maybe we're not all inspired to dive that deep, but it's my hope that you're at least inspired to listen to those of us that are, because humanity as a whole is in a dire spot right now. A worse spot than we've ever been in in the history that we can even contemplate because the historical records only go back so far, right? We only have about $6,000 6, <laughs> years of historical data to look at, and everything else from there was just hearsay because there wasn't any written language. There's just a few cave paintings to look at from beyond that, right? So the topic of this episode today is mystical reflections, and I wish to share mine with you today. I only wish this message, that this message could be heard by everyone all at once, and that we could all hear more messages like this from other people who experience these mystical things, and that it should be shouted from the rooftops, and more importantly, that we would all have ears to hear it. That's, that's my hope, my dream, 
if there's anything that I wish more than anything else in the world, it's that we are open to hearing the things that we need so that we can all survive. I mean, none of us get out of this world alive. That's a fact. Our bodies die at some point. It's also a fact that none of us that are alive on this earth actually know exactly what happens once this body dies. So there's no reason to be afraid of that. But at the same time, there's no reason to squish out life and just run towards the grave as fast as possible because we're living in ignorance. We have the opportunity to not just live better lives for ourselves, but to live better lives for future generations. And it's a responsibility that we have if we want to keep this world alive, if we want to see humanity succeed beyond the measure of just the, the things that have made our lives more convenient. All right, so here's the things that through my own meditation, through my own contemplation, and through my own observation of this world that I'm being called to share with you directly today. Okay, and this is my perspective. You can take it, be inspired by it, or you can leave it. It's totally up to you. Maybe there's a way that you're being given the same message and in slightly different language, and that's okay too. But just listen for the message. And I know that you can get something out of this. Okay, ready? God is simply creative life force energy that is always in motion. It has taken on many forms and has inspired many of us to create beauty and life within this world. Misunderstanding of this beauty has caused us to judge one another, kill one another, and condemn one another's beliefs as we have closed our minds to infinite possibility. God will prevail, even if it means that God ends humanity's existence on earth whether you believe in God or not. We, humanity as a whole, have been complicit in the destruction of nature to suit our many conveniences, and we seem hell-bent on insisting that money and power be held paramount to ceasing all activity that promotes such destruction. The masses of us are all terrified of dropping our distractions and focusing on what that which really matters our collective survival. We believe our contributions can only be small, so we continue to contribute to the problem in our small ways instead of on the solution. And if it is a solution, it's most often a solution in our own individual lives or our immediate family members or our immediate friends and surrounding not on the greater community and not on the problems of the world. We are all being led around like sheep over the many iterations of coronavirus. Yet we are still short-sighted, believing that if we just listen to modern medical advice and the news media, somehow we will make it through the other side of this pandemic with some magical vaccine and a few masks and that we can eventually go back to normal. There is no normal to go back to. The normal we once knew no longer exists. We need to accept this change.
where it will continue and we will continue to resist it, but it will continue to change. It's no longer good enough to consider success a reality just because someone makes more money than others do. True success is when someone comes up with ideas that will save us from ourselves, save us from the inevitable destruction we are headed into as a whole. Being successful at manipulation and distraction is being successful at being the devil himself. And I do not mean this in a dogmatic Christian fashion directly, but I mean that it is selfish, self-serving, and sinful to ignore the reality we are facing. And your success, no matter how much it is financially successful or puts you in a place of luxury, will be temporary and much more temporary than any other successful product of the past if you choose to continue on this greedy path today. Those days are gone. This is only success in a dark, dingy way, and it's useless to us now, unless the goal is complete destruction of humanity. In that, you may actually succeed. Nature will become more alive, more intense, and more forceful at pushing us into cooperation until we finally decide to listen to its call or die refusing. We just had 10 tornado warnings, not tornado watches, but warnings, meaning threats of tornadoes hitting the ground reported in New Jersey on July 29th, 2021 from a violent group of thunderstorms that passed through. 10 tornadoes in New Jersey. That is unheard of. The news media talks about global warming, yet they tie it to long, senseless conversations around money and politics rather than on immediately halting all activity of big businesses that are contributing to exacerbating it and putting all of our efforts into reinforcing our homes and properties to be able to prepare for such destructions instead. Money to be had from cattle farming and ranching and drilling for oil takes precedent over the lives of all of our humanity. This is getting worse, and we haven't seen anything yet. This is going to get much, much worse. Fossil fuels and traditional cattle ranching with barren dirt and GMO feeds as well as harmful pesticides all need to cease immediately, not just be cut in half by 2030. I don't care what the experts, quote-unquote, experts say. It is far more dire than what they are actually telling you. I believe this, and I know it deeply. I don't believe that humanity will even achieve this halving by 2030, quite honestly. We will run out of time before that if we don't take this much more seriously right now but the odds are stacked severely against us since we've turned all of our power over to those that have massive amounts of money and influence. They're leading us right into destruction. Every other success we have achieved on this planet will have been a complete and total waste of our time if we have no farmable land left and if billions of us get wiped off of this planet because of the diseases born out of poor air quality, poor water quality, and poor food quality. Not just some bats in a Chinese market. 
It is all of these things combined that produce a severely compromised immune system that we are all stuck in. Our marine life is dying. We're in the later half of the sixth mass extinction on this planet, and we're going to see this much more clearly in just the next few years. When key marine life, such as shark, die off, when mass species of birds die off, and when the honeybees disappear, our world will be thrown into a true panic that we've never known before. We haven't seen anything yet. This will get much worse. I cannot sit by and just ignore this truth that this is that it this truth that's raging through my consciousness that tells me to share this with you. Just like the child that might watch an Olympian and be inspired to be obsessed with becoming the next great gold medalist and put nothing else before that and literally shut anything off that does not put them into that success, I am obsessed with seeking this truth and with seeing reality for what it is and sharing this with you. Now, does that make me a mystic? Perhaps. I really don't care about labels for anybody or anything. I just care that this is absolute truth that I feel unequivocally that I can't deny. All I know is that I have a pit in my stomach and a strong feeling that things are about to get much worse before they have the opportunity to get much better. And it's based on hours of meditation, like countless days and hours of meditation, hours and hours of research into peer-reviewed science and hours of deep contemplation, not conspiracy theory or ignorance or just being judgmental. This is what I spend my life paying close attention to. When I go out in nature, I don't just listen to the birds and look at the sunlight and say, oh, that's pretty. I pay attention to the fact that there is water coursing through the trees and the plants. And I pay attention to what the birds' habits are. I pay attention to how many birds there are. I pay attention to how many insects there are around me. I pay attention to how many flowers there are. I pay attention to the mold on the trees. I pay attention to the different styles of clouds that are up in the sky. I pay attention to the different patterns of the wind as it courses around in the ground and spins leaves around in front of me. I pay attention to the temperature of the water at the oceans. I pay attention to the bacteria in the water. I pay attention to the algae. I pay attention to so much of the natural world around me. I pay attention to the attitudes and personalities of people and how it seems like people can't even spell online and nobody cares anymore. I pay attention to the fact that ads and, and advertisements are more important to the internet than actually getting information from anything on the internet. You can't look at anything without being bombarded with ads for this, that, and the other thing. We are so heavily distracted. We are so not focused on the world that is right in front of us that we need and that needs our help, that needs our cooperation. I cannot not pay attention to these things. Apparently a whole bunch of us can not pay attention to these things because I see it day in and day out and it scares the shit out of me. People, our world is in deep trouble. We need to pay attention. We need to focus on being the change we need in this world before it's too late. And too late is fast approaching. 
And I can only hope that once our bodies die, this is really, this is really what, what hope I'm left with at this point, that when our bodies die, that our consciousness moves forward into something that resembles heaven or nirvana. And that, we don't wake, that if we don't wake up while we're still alive on this earth, that's the only hope we have left is hoping that, that heaven or nirvana exists and that it is a far less judgmental place than our religious dogmas have shown us it could be. So I know this seems miserable and depressing and just maybe something that nobody wants to hear. But I do hope we wake up in time and I do hope that we can actually find some hope beneath the rubble that's already in existence. We can find some hope within the gigantic wildfire that is all over the earth at this point. I mean, I'm having my, my, my wife and I got married on March 21st and we're having our, our wedding reception on August 22nd. So less than a couple of weeks today from today. And I'm really excited about that. Don't get me wrong. You know, I have three beautiful children. I'm finally following my own heart and my lifestyle choices, and I love my life. I love to dream about the future we might have. I love to dream about, you know, my children growing up and having children. And I spend every day trying to be the best human being I can be to the people in my life. And I don't see anything wrong with that. And I don't see anything wrong with being distracted and being entertained once in a while. Right? And I know that we all have made mistakes in, in our life. I've made mistakes in life, you know? We, we all have. And I still have plenty of work to do on myself, and I'm sure that you do too. We know this, and we try harder and harder each day to be more of what we need in this world, in our own immediate world. But I hope that we can all try a little bit harder to focus on how humanity can evolve beyond this dire mess that we find ourselves in right now, as a part of your experience. There's thousands of people out there willing to distract you from these truths. And they make billions of dollars off of doing just that. Right? They distract you from the truths that I've shared with you today. Because most of us want that. We would rather bury our head in the sands and be distracted. And that's why there's so much money to be made off of that. Because thousands of people want that. Right? And there's thousands of people that will help you to be successful in doing just that as an individual for personal pursuits of happiness. But the time for being focused on those things is not right now. I'm not saying to not make any time for these things at all. I mean, even as I'm busy preparing my home for an experience for my guests and for my wife and I for a wedding reception, right? there's a lot of that that's consuming my mind. I mean, we're having a karaoke wedding and we still have a... Yeah, we have a caterer, we have tent guy, we got the, the karaoke DJ, we have all of the guests and invitations and decorations and all of that stuff. And yes, I even have some plastic in my decorations, <laughs> right? I hate, I hate contributing to, to part of the problem. And not all of us are ever going to be perfect at that, especially not in the world that we have available today. But what I'm saying is that we need to be able to focus on the big picture. Make time in your life to look deeply at the worst problems that confront us and find ways to be a part of the solution and to remove yourself from being part of the problem. Don't pretend that these problems don't exist at all. 
until your life is directly on the line from a true emergency threat where you're literally holding on for your life as rushing water is flying past your house if it's even still on its foundation from some horrible storm, right? And being completely shocked and then gripping onto that pole and saying, oh my God, I should have listened to this guy that was talking about this, you know, on August 11th, 2021, (laughs) right? If your eyes and ears are even halfway open, you know that I'm right. You can't wait to be praying to the gods that you might not even believe exist in the moment of absolute terror to wake up. The time to act towards this and to pay attention is right now. So some ways that you can contribute in a big way immediately are this. Stop eating any red meat that is not grass-fed and any meat at all that is pumped full of antibiotics and hormones. Stop eating fish unless you have caught it yourself because this, the bykill and the commercial fishing practices out there are destroying our oceans not just the heat, the hot, the, the heat and the water. That's not the only thing. But the fishing, the commercial fishing and the commercial drilling are destroying our oceans, make no mistake. So stop eating fish unless you've caught it yourself. It's not even healthy anymore, really. I mean, even if you catch it yourself, but it's, it's better for you to be catching it yourself and at least you're only harming your own body if you're ingesting mercury or whatever the hell's in the water <laughs> that these fish are eating instead of destroying our oceans on top of it. Make fresh organic fruits and vegetables and ancient grains your main source of nutrition, using meat as more of a condiment than a main course, if you must eat meat. Eliminate all purchases of food or beverages that are chipped and packaged in plastic. Minimize or eliminate driving gasoline-powered vehicles. Clean up all waterways near your home by removing trash from them and finding ways to encourage local farms to farm in 100% organic ways with no harmful pesticides or chemical fertilizers that are running off into these streams, oceans, and waterways. Plant life-affirming trees, flowers, and plants in your yard, and if there's a garden that you can do so that's a community garden, go for it, right? And include grass with clover seeds in it so that the honeybees have a little bit more to, uh, to go for. Grow your own food, 100% organically. Encourage projects for 100% organic farming practices and urban environments to alter air quality for the better immediately. Focus on personal health holistically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically for yourself and for those around you. If you do eat food out in restaurants, bring your own reusable silverware and to-go containers as to not add to the packaging waste and single-use plasticware that's often provided in this pandemic-ridden society. Minimize buying cheap, useless things off of Amazon and purchase necessities in person at local mom-and-pop businesses as often as possible to drive local cooperation. Support local businesses of all kinds if they contribute to sustainability and fostering a sense of community among one another. Now, these are just a few ways to get you thinking more in line with the mystics of our time and to be truly connected to the absolute reality we are faced with, and I by no means am perfect at any of them, not even one, because I know that I've been driven and pushed to live in exact opposition to that for most of my life, and I know you have been too if you're living in this Western society with me, so 
a lot of these things, you might say, yeah, well, I'm not giving up that one. It's not happening. That's fine. But maybe there are some on here that you can get started with and start moving in the right direction. So that is just a part, a huge, huge part of what runs through my heart and my brain and my emotions on a daily and regular basis. And I know that anybody that searches, truly deeply searches within themselves to know whether or not I'm speaking the truth, you will find that I am. This is not based off of just emotions and personal experience. This is based on intuition and deep introspection and a tremendous amount of research weeding through the bullshit, through the other side of conspiracy theories and to absolute reality. And the best part about absolute truth and absolute reality is nobody has to believe it. They will see it as it unfolds. And that is where mystics of old have gotten their notoriety. They're usually looked at as psychopaths when they bring these truths to people real time before they happen. But then when history, when, when, when present reality becomes a part of history, that is when these truths are woken up to. And when people look back and say, holy shit, that person was really paying attention and I was not. So be one of the people that are paying attention in real time. Do yourself the favor. Ignite the mystic within yourself. See what we really need. Find the deeper truths. And I know that life and reality can become more beautiful to you than you've ever known if you are willing to do so. Experience the pain. Experience the pressure. Experience the sadness. And be grateful and joyful that you are able to. And also, of course, be present for the gratitude and the gifts of joy and happiness as they unfold right alongside of it. No matter what, there is always hope, even if it's hope beyond the grave. I believe that there is hope for conscious life, even if I don't believe that humanity has much hope left. But we can. We can rise up and face these challenges. We can experience a greater reality than we've ever known. Are you willing to look for it? I know I am. And I hope you are too. Namaste. And thank you for listening today. Take care, everyone. <laughs>